It's a beautiful evening. So good to see all of you here. A lot of new faces, you know, starting to come back. Everyone feeling a little safer and healthier. Praise God. And another special occasion we have this evening, uh, we have a first communion, a young man named Gabriel. And so I just encourage all of you here uh, to not only recall your own first communion, perhaps you remember, and to renew that, that devotion to our Lord, uh, but to pray for this family, uh, for this young man who is about to become a tabernacle out in the world, having Jesus alive within him. So as Christians, being those tabernacles out in the world, we are called to share our relationship with Christ. They would often tell us in seminary, though, you can't give what you don't have. You have to have a relationship in order to give of it. So we could ask ourselves, do I have a relationship with Christ? Now, we're all in church on a Saturday evening, so I think we could all default to the, the yes answer on the relationship part, at least I hope so. And that would allow my homily to end right here, right? We'd get you out very quickly, <laughs> but if you'll indulge me. We ask ourselves then, is it a good relationship? Is it a relationship on fire? Is it passionate? What does that practically even look like? A relationship on fire, one filled with the Holy Spirit. These are good questions to ponder, I think. We need look no further than our readings, especially these first two today, to the early church to find the answers. What does a relationship on fire look like? So we hear Peter, he's talking in the Acts of the Apostles. He's speaking to the Jewish brethren, to the Jewish leaders. We read that he is filled with the Holy Spirit, which caused him to do a good deed to a crippled man. He healed a crippled man. And then he, the cripple, was saved. He did everything so this man might be saved. And then the second reading from the letter of John says this, See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Children of God. It's been an amazing last month. Of all the joys, there's many of them of the priesthood. One of the most unique and pure of them, I think, is being able to hear first confessions. So I'm sure this young man had his very recently. So I was at a nearby parish down the road helping them out a few days ago. And these kids, you know, they're coming up one by one. They're very nervous. Some are shaking, you know, avoiding eye contact. They sit down, you know, someone trying to peer around the, the screen to see, well, what's this priest doing over there? I try to break the tension, you know, make a little joke. I say, first time. You know, they're like very confused. But then I just promise them, all you got to do is just say your sins, and then I promise you, Jesus is just going to tell you he loves you, and he's going to forgive you. And so then they confess their sins. And then afterwards, I probably heard, you know, 40 or 50 first confessions. I would ask a lot of them, just the, through a series of questions, I'd say, do you have any idea how much God loves you? And they shake their head up and down, like, yeah, I understand. Like, oh, great. Well, did you know Jesus is God? The head goes up and down again. I'm like, great, we're doing wonderful. But then I say, do you know Jesus, God, he wants to be your best friend. And they lean back. Their eyes get wide. A few of them literally ask me, like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I am dead serious. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? And they're like, it's amazing. Then I ask them, now tell me, you got friends in school, I'm sure, you know, soccer team. How often do you talk to your best friend? Like once a year, every couple of years, you write him a letter maybe? They looked at me like I'm crazy again. I'm like, no, 
you talk to them every day. You talk to your best friend every day. You tell them what you're going through. You talk to them everywhere. You talk about the fun stuff, the really tough stuff, on the soccer field, the grocery store, in the classroom, before you fall asleep at night. Um, and if you ever hurt that friend of yours, of course, you love them, you go up to them, you tell them you're sorry, and if they're a good friend, they forgive you. You even do nice things for them, uh, just because you love them. Just because you love them. So brothers and sisters, Jesus wants us to be so close to him that through the grace of baptism, he adopts us as his children. We become literally members of his family. See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. But like any family, this mystical family, there's responsibilities. There is power that goes along of being a part of it. Just like the early church, it gives us our identity, beloved sons and daughters. It gives us our mission to spread this good news to everybody we meet, from the crippled person that met Peter to people we meet on the corner at Costco. It gives us a community here in St. Charles at St. Patrick's that spurs us on to do good deeds. It gives us an inheritance, the grace of the sacraments, the promise of eternal life if we remain faithful to him. So brothers and sisters, like I ask those kids, I invite you to ask yourself, to reflect upon your own heart. Do you talk to your best friend, he who desires to be your best friend every day? Uh, Do you tell him everything? Or just when you feel kind of, you know, down in the valley, when you really need something? Good to talk to them too, that, you know, absolutely, but all the time. You know, do you visit your family? Do you visit him? in person once a week because you want to, not because you have to? Do you enjoy partaking of the meal? Do you stay until the meal is done? It's an important thing. When you've really hurt him yourself or another person, do you go to the best doctor in the entire universe to get forgiveness, to get healing? Or do you have to kind of reason it out like, ah, this gaping wound will heal itself. This will have no, you know, bad cause down the road. Brothers and sisters, the reality is there is no salvation through anyone else. Jesus is everything. And he has invited you to be an active member of his family, his beloved child, to receive forgiveness and grace, to receive his very self into your being, something we'll witness this young man do for the very first time tonight, so that all may be saved.